So let's review. The Gemara in the previous daf mentioned two of the Takanas Usha, the regulations initiated by the Chachamim while the Sanhedrin was in the city of Usha. The Gemara continues with additional Takanas Usha. Rebeloi says, Be'usha hiskinu, the Chacham of Usha initiated that a generous person should not disperse more than one-fifth of his assets to Tzedakah, as the Bryce explains, so that he should not become destitute and be dependent upon others. There is Nasmachta, a terrorist source for this Takana, in Yaakov Avinu's pledge to Hashem. Whatever you give me, I shall separate a tenth for you. The repetitive words Asr Asrenu imply two tenths, which is the equivalent of one fifth. Another one of the Takanis Usha, Rav Yitzchak says, V'usha iskinu, The Chacham of Usha initiated that a father encourages his son gently to learn Torah until he reaches the age of 12. However, once he becomes 12 years old, the father compels him to learn Torah. The Gemara mentions a statement of Rav that Bar Shis. When a son becomes six years old, his father force-feeds him Torah as one force-feeds an ox. This implies that he compels him from the age of six. The Gemara gives two explanations. He force-feeds him Torah when he becomes six years old, however he does not compel him to learn until he's twelve years. He compels him to learn Chumash at six and Mishnah at twelve. The Gemara proceeds to another one of the Tarkanis Usha regarding Nixi Maluk. The wife's assets that are not included in the Ksuba, in which she owns the Karen, the principal, while her husband is entitled to the payers, the profits. If she dies, her husband inherits these assets because he is her Yerush inheritor. Rabbi Yusuf says, Be'usha iskinu, ha'isha shemachar b'nixi maluk b'chaye b'aylo u'mesa, ha'bal meitzi miyar al-kuchis. The Chacham of Usha initiated that when a woman sells her Nixi Maluk, and she subsequently dies, her husband extracts the nixi malug from the lekech. Although a Yerush, an inheritor, is not entitled to assets that were previously sold, however, Rashi explains the Chacham initiated, the Baal Kelekech Rishon. The husband is considered the initial buyer. Therefore, the sale was only valid while she was alive. However, when she dies, the sale is void in which the assets are transferred to her husband. The Gemara now returns to the mission in the previous daft, where Rabbi Lazar and Azariah compared the following two benefits written in the Ksuba. The sons they have together inherit their mother's Ksuba. The daughters they have together are entitled to Mazayinus support. Just as the sons only inherit the Ksuba after their father dies, so too the daughters are only entitled to Mazayinus after their father dies. Rav Amnuna says that these benefits are also comparable in another aspect. Just as the sons only collect the ksuba from the father's karka, but not from metatlan, movable assets, so too the daughters only collect mezaynas from the father's karka, but not from metatlan, because tonight ksuba cannot be collected from metatlan. Rav cites an opposing opinion, that of Rav Yitzchak Yosef, the Chacham initiated that the daughters collect Mezaynas from Metatlan as well. After relating a number of cases where it was ruled that the Gemara in the next daf concludes that this issue is actually a Machlikis Tanayim in the Baraisa. 
Rabbi rules that both the widow and the daughters collect their mezainas from both karka and matatlan. Shemilaza holds that the daughters collect their mezainas only from karka. This price will be discussed in full in the next half.